0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. Welcome everybody to the second episode of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast and uh, I shall certainly need my glass of wine today because uh, we're having just a slight hiccup on the TalkShoe site. Uh, What is happening for your information is hopefully you're hearing this uh, as a downloadable uh, recording and the reason that you are able to listen to it is because I am making a local recording. The actual recording facilities are just greyed out at the moment. There must be just a slight hiccup at the tortue end and therefore I'm recording this show and I will upload it uh, uh, straight after doing it. But um, it may well be that um, other contributors may not get their audio heard. We'll see how we go with that. Well anyway, welcome if this is the first um, Uh, Go at listening to this wine podcast Let me just go very quickly through some of the intros that I made last week, and if you're coming back for the second time Thank you very much indeed, and if you are one of the uh, Around 50 people who downloaded episode one uh, uh, Thank you indeed for those because those are people that downloaded it before this episode arrived on iTunes. Yes, after just one week's recording, we've been successfully accepted on iTunes. So if you use iTunes on your computer, or indeed on your iPad, or whatever device, uh, just go to the podcast section and put in Big and Fruity, and hopefully that will come up, and you can click on the subscribe button, or indeed just pick out which episode you want to listen to. Of course, this is only episode two. But I have some other thanks to, to give out as well. Uh, that nice person you heard at the beginning is my co-host, Ian, the Sixth Doctor from the Cult and Collected podcast. And he very kindly put together that intro for me. And um, I thank him indeed for that. Okay, let me just say then that this is the uh, Tuesday night weekly call for people who enjoy wine, mainly perhaps like me, red wines, but uh, I'm quite happy to hear people that uh, drink uh, rosés or or sparkling wines or whatever, Uh, but from my perspective uh, I will be probably uh, keeping my thoughts and talks to um, red wines, although there will be specific episodes where we will deal with topics that go across the board. And to that end, let me just uh, mention that next week, we will be talking, and the lovely title for that episode is Screw That Wine. We'll be talking about uh, enclosures, different methods uh, of wine enclosures, and, and what do we feel about those. And I say we're going to be discussing that because I'm not here to try and uh, pass on any great knowledge of mine on wine. If we did that, these are going to be, um, what's the proverbial expression, you know, back of a postage stamp, Uh, they would be very short podcasts indeed. I'm an expert in knowing what I like and that is as far as my expertise goes and of course I do enjoy drinking the odd glass R3 of wine. Uh, in the evening. So there we are. Uh, this is myself, Dave AC, uh, on TorchU. This TorchU ID is 11 22 72. It goes out on TorchU on Tuesday evenings. I say evenings because mainly I suppose I'm directing this at people in the UK because it's 10pm in the evening over here. And that makes it 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time uh, in the U.S. And the idea is that if people come in, we will have a more general open mic session. And I will pick one or two things to talk about each week. So we've got something to, to sort of latch on to as our basic premise. Uh, but for the moment, especially with this episode, with these slight recording issues, and um, it, it may well be slightly shorter this week. I've got one other thank you I said to mention, in fact, one other type of thank you, but it's two people I need to thank, and that is on the Talks You page for this show, The Big and Fruity Podcast. Uh, if you look at the bottom, the, uh, well actually if you look to the right hand side, there is an opportunity to leave a review, and you can leave a review by a series of little uh, voice uh, balloons and they go from one to five so you can give it a rating from one to five and once you've given that rating underneath you have the option to leave a short uh, comment as a sort of review and already we've got two very nice reviews and um, since there's not going to be probably other people on chat today i will go ahead and read those uh, but obviously um hopefully by the time you've listened to this recording. There may even be a third. It's worth our luck. One is from my good friend uh, Kerry Partin from um, the Garden City podcast. I gave him a shout out of his call last week, but he's put, Dave, congratulations on the new podcast. Everything I know about wine I learn from you. I think that's a bit tongue in cheek, but never mind. Keep up the good work and here's to many more episodes. Cheers. Well, thank you for that, Kerry. That is lovely. And the other review is uh, more in the way of uh, good wishes than a review, and it's from my uh, friend and acquaintance, my wine friend, Randall who was on the uh, the New Wine Consumer Wine Brands podcast and that was uh, 11888 and that is uh, good luck with the new project, Dave. You're the perfect guy to do this. And hopefully uh, I will try and live up to that. This show, as I said, is not me pontificating it's me sharing a drink with friends talking did i say a drink well indeed um last week um, i was drinking um a lovely wine one of the naked wine wines that's one of the places where i do buy many of my uh, uh better wines in effect but uh, today we're talking about wines that you regularly drink your your reliable ones that you were uh, you, you choose and drink. And for that purpose, um, the one I've chosen today is one that I go back to quite frequently. And I'm just putting a link in there while I pause, uh, because of course, even though this recording uh, is being done locally, uh, using text, text chat grabber, you should be able to get these links later. Put that in Google, text chat grabber. You put the show ID number in, and then the episode you want, and there you can see all the text links that have been put in during the show. <clears throat> well, what I put in is uh, to my TwitPic page, and I think I can read this one out because it's rather short. It's twitpic.com forward slash, and then it's a little code number and word. It's 6GWKM. And there, if you go to that, you will be rewarded with a photo of the wine I'm drinking. That's kept you in suspense long enough, I think. It's, with my pronunciation forgiven, I hope, Casalero del Diablo. And it's got a lovely little um, ensconced button pressed into the glass uh, on the throat of the bottle uh, with the sort of devil light mask emblem. And as it says, (coughs) excuse me, on the bottle, in a new lighter bottle yes they're trying to go green and uh, Casero del Diablo is a Chilean wine and it's their particular Shiraz 2010 that I have poured out 13 and percent and it is um, being opened now for about an hour um, as I get ready to drink about it and um, there is uh, a lovely site for uh, this uh, winemaker and the website for it is www.chillianlegend that's all one word chillianlegend.com forward slash our dash wines forward slash Shiraz that's the page I'm linking to at the moment where uh, the winemaker and let me see if I can pronounce his name properly. Marcelo Papa, Uh, he's the lead winemaker there, Um, has some information on his wines. Um, I do, by the way, love their um, uh, Cabernet uh, uh, Sauvignon as well, but uh, it's the um, Shiraz I'm drinking, and in fact, before I pronounce any judgment on it, let me just have a little sip. Ooh, and that's lovely. Just before the show, I had a little supper of, um, just some, uh, they're called Car's Water Biscuits. They're lovely little water biscuits. Uh, and just some little, uh, pieces of cheese just to sort of, uh, get my palate cleaned and ready and just to have something on my stomach. As I say, it's gone 10 in the evening, so it was a few hours inside my evening meal. And, uh, That is lovely. What I'm getting is what it says. Actually, the taste profile. I think what I'll do is actually read what it says because I don't disagree with any of this. And um, a fruity Shiraz full of berry flavors, dark chocolate, well, I'm only getting a little bit of the dark chocolate, and a hint of black pepper. This wine is packed with flavor and supported by soft tannins, which is absolutely on the money there. Uh, and it says here, perfect to pair with spicy food or red meat sh- dishes and probably I would think uh, most um, pizzas as well. Excuse me one moment. <coughs> Sorry I just muted while I cleared my throat. Yes. um. And uh, there's lots of lovely information on this well set out site. So the, the main site, of course, is www.chillianlegendoneword.com And I'm on the Our Wines forward slash Shiraz. Uh, but um, the winemaker Marcel also has a blog that can be reached from that site. And rather than just give you the link to that, uh, I should just remind people that if they go to my uh, WordPress blog and that's um, big and fruity or one word dot uh, wordpress dot com and uh, if you're familiar with WordPress uh, there's a way of putting links on your site it's called the blog blog roll. in other words other blogs and it's like a roll of honor and uh, what I'm going to try and do each week if I mention a particular wine or person I'm going to try and put a link and add to that blog role so it will sort of uh, give uh, an easy record to find these links and you, you will see on the left hand side of my uh, blog uh, Casillero del Diablo winemakers blog and that will take you straight to the page so that kills two birds with them on stone you get to see the big and fruity blog and you get straight to the winemakers blog as well so um, let me just have one more sip because obviously I'm talking uh, somewhat at uh, speed and as I say what I'm hoping is that we'll get three or four or five or six dozen people coming in people that hopefully have had time to relax from work maybe if they're in the United States maybe they've just arrived home from work uh, and like to pour themselves a drink uh, while uh, they're preparing their evening meal and uh, perhaps they've just opened the bottle, uh, and perhaps like me, they like to sort of age the wine in the glass. Always like to have the uh, wine open an hour or so. Uh, always difficult in some countries, of course, because of the uh, the prevailing temperature, the ambient temperature. Here in the UK, as we enter September. It's just in the middle and middle 60s, really, so probably an ideal temperature to have the 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 wine opened, and that's something that we'll discuss on a future show. Some of the temperatures that um, perhaps some of these wines are recommended to be drunk at. Um, what I'm trying to do, in fact, is to keep to one or two little points that I bring up each week, over and above the general discussion when there are other people in the room, and that way we will have, hopefully build up a useful backlog with at least some little, um, not learning points, that's too strong, shared advice, shared experience, uh, shared wisdom, dare I say, between the people who come on the blog. And uh, let me just consult my notes because uh, at this point I was hoping that we would have people in the room, as I say, there may be other issues with torture at the moment that are preventing people coming in. As I say, the uh, <clears throat> the start and terminate buttons are uh, grayed out, so I'm recording locally. Okay, let's uh, quickly just mention uh, once, since I mentioned those links, let me also just mention that um, I have set a secondary blog, as it were, for Big and Fruity, but this is for people who actually our members, our users, our angels on the Naked Wines site. Uh, Remember the wine that I drank last week was a Naked Wines wine and that is www.nakedwines.com forward slash groups. And by the way, when I talk about all these links, I have nothing to do with any of these companies, our wine people. I'm a Naked Wines customer. Oh, I should just disclaim one thing, Uh, the site I'm using now to do this podcast taught you, I am one of the support reps for that on a very part-time basis. Uh, But the actual links that I'm recommending are not ones that I am getting any um, uh, benefit from, other than to share them with you. Okay, let me go on to uh, what was uh, my next topic in hand, and that is, uh, It's all right saying come on the show and talk about your favourite wines, Uh, but what, David, are some of yours? So I had a little look through um, some of what I tend to do, uh, and (laughs) this might be the geek in me, but when I get, um, uh, buy some wines, usually if I go to the supermarket, I'll buy three wines at a time. Uh, Often that's because uh, one of the wines, which is called, uh, markets that I go to called Asda, Walmart in the States, Quite often they will have uh, three wines for £10 or three wines for te- uh, £12, uh, which can make quite a substantial savings. I mean, I have bought up to uh, £20 worth of wine. That's almost $30 of wine for $15, almost half price. Uh, uh, there are other occasions, maybe at Tesco's, where they have um, an Australian wine fair on and they've got 20% off. So I might buy three or four then. And, of course, occasionally they will have, you know, buy six bottles, get one free. And, of course, there are some weeks, like many other people, where it's the end of the month and basically I uh, just feel rather impoverished and I'll just buy maybe one bottle. Maybe that's the week I will try uh, one of the uh, ones from the lower shelves that seem to be a more generic wine. And I must admit, I have had one or two of those that have worked out well possibly not very often but they can occasionally you sometimes will see something like you know an Australian Shiraz but it could have been sourced from anywhere in Australia it doesn't say Margaret River or anything it's just um, from a collection what these wines do do and this is something I will say for them is they may not reach a particular high standard but because they're sourcing them from different vineyards Um, They tend to try and, um, uh, well, how can I put it, Uh, they can offset poor grapes with better grapes and they can keep the mix so that they can keep the standard, whatever that standard is, fairly similar year by year. So in other words, there's never going to be one where it's suddenly better than others and there's never going to be ones that are worse. When you've tried that wine, if it's drinkable, then it will usually be drinkable because it's sort of built to a price for want of a better way of putting it. And so mainly at the end of the month, that would be when I might buy those. Anyway, to these uh, wines that I'm just going to throw out there. These are not necessarily the, the, the expensive wines I buy. These are wines that I will uh, drink midweek. One or two of them slightly preferred to others, but let's uh, just name uh, six or seven just to give you an idea of where I'm coming from, there are of course all red wines. Okay, well, it wouldn't be surprised to say that this one I'm drinking tonight, the Casillero del Diablo, is um, one of the ones I like, as well as the Shiraz. I like their Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, and that of course is from Chile. Their wines come from Chile. Uh, let me just uh, see, do we have the region there for Chile? I, I think that was mentioned on the site, Uh, yeah, it's the Rappel Valley soil, river bench and benchland associated soil. Oh, by the way, I should have said as well with the Shiraz, uh, 100% aged in small American oak barrels for eight months, and that's why, of course, we're getting these soft tannings, um, uh, and um, very nice it is too, and I'll be having another sip in a moment, but uh, let me name a few others now. We have um, from Chulim Valley Estate, another Shiraz. Oh, um, this one, I think I mentioned, I'm drinking now, is 13.5%, but the Chulim Valley Estate Shiraz is 14.5%, San Juan, Argentina. And that's one of the wines I get from Tesco. From both supermarkets, Tesco's and uh, the Walmart Asda, uh, I like Penfolds. Now, Penfolds do some very expensive wines. But one of the more reasonably priced ones is Rawson's Retreat, um, and that's a Cabernet, uh, sorry, a a Shiraz Cabernet uh, blend, and that's from Southeast Australia. And again, one thing that uh, I'll just throw out there, but I suspect that most of the people here will know, is that when you have a blended wine and it names two grapes, whichever grape is named the first, is usually the predominant grape in the wine. Uh, Maybe 60%, maybe 80%, or whatever. But it is the predominant one. And um, let me see. Oh, another one. Uh, This is a a Californian wine, Ravenswood. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, but it is a Old Vines Zinfandel. Another 14.5% wine. <laughs> you will see, uh, remember the title of this show is Big and Fruity, because I like big wines, and I like uh, soft and fruity ones as well. But uh, I must admit, uh, I, I do tend to drink wines that are 13, 13.5%, even up to 15%. Uh, some people find that a little bit much for them, but um, I find that th- that's the wines that I suit. Remember, I always try and make a bottle last at least two nights, I'm not here to try and persuade people to drink more than they feel comfortable with and I'm certainly not uh, suggesting people take up wine drinking if if they are not sure as to their health or how it might affect them in the long run and of course you you don't drive and drink and drive and you use wine sensibly and if you are a younger person, you know, uh, Drinking it with food is often the best way into uh, sampling good wines. Okay, here's a a, a rather more basic uh, wine, although uh, the one I've actually named here is slightly up in their range, and that is Banrock Station. This is another one of the ones that you can get from uh, either Tesco's or Morrison's or um, uh, Walmart, Asda. Um, But uh, the one I've listed here is their reserve. Now often that can be as much as ten pounds, but I only tend to buy it when it's on offer at the the five pound rate, which is similar price to their uh, their normal um, uh, intro wine which is Shiraz Matro. I think it's it might be Matro Shiraz, but um, anyway, the Banrock Station Reserve is a Cabernet Sauvignon Shiraz, and that's from Australia. Now here's another wine, which is actually Better than a midweek wine, really. It's really a weekend wine. It's about £8, twelve, thirteen dollars And let me see. I might have to spell the second word out. But it's Campo Vigio. And Vigio is spelled V-I-E-J-O. So it's Campo Vigio. It's got a lovely bright uh, yellow label. It's from Spain. This is their Crianza. Although they also do a Reserva and that is beautiful and smooth. It almost tastes like what I call these ripasso wines. Repasso wines are where they put um, some of the skins in uh, from other grapes, sort of, it, it sort of increases the, I don't know, it's the viscos- viscosity or whatever, but it gives it that very smooth, almost... Glycerine sounds the wrong word because it doesn't sound pleasant, but it gives it that lovely velvety feel on the tongue and mouth. And this Campo Vijo, V-I-E-J-O, crianza from Spain is, is lovely. And another lovely one that I've got down here, these are actually, when I think about it, better than average wines. These are certainly anything that if anybody came to your house, you would be happy to serve them. And that is Hardy's Bin 53 Shiraz from Southeast Australia and just one for, for now and um, Actually, my brother-in-law gave me um, a, a bottle of this um, He didn't think he was get around to drinking it and I didn't have any high expectations of it um, And in fact, I passed another bottle of it on to another of our friends Steve because I was absolutely very taken with it and it's Muriel M-U-R-I-E-L a Rioja from spain the why the the grape in that is tempranillo and that has that lovely again beautiful smooth velvety feel on the, the mouth and it's got lovely spicy uh tannins it's got uh, rich and deep and very complex but yet uh very well balanced uh, uh wine. so i think i've listed what eight there that's certainly enough those are some of the wines that i will go back to and back to often because i like them all in fairly equal measures i will see whichever one is on offer and maybe even get two bottles for instance the penfolds Rawson's retreat often 8 pounds occasionally down to 5 uh, the same with the the uh, the hardy's bin 53 um one has to uh, spend wisely nowadays i'm afraid and um Um, it you can get good wines at this price level Uh, as again many of you listening will know uh, if you're buying a wine that's only three pounds five dollars 90% of the cost of that is the uh, the bottle the labeling the shipping the storage and and maybe only 30 or 40 P of that uh, maybe one dollar of that is actually on the content maybe even less than that maybe only 50 or 60 cents once you start paying six, seven, eight pound for the wine, then you're getting a couple of pounds worth, uh, three dollars worth of wine in the bottle. And that goes on up through the range. And then of course you get to a price point where there are diminishing returns. You, you, um, the, the quality between a 20 pound wine and a 50 pound wine may be on many pallets lost and probably lost on my palate as well. Okay. Um, I think I deserve a little sip, don't you? Let me have a little sip. And there we go. Right, I'm just going to go into what will be probably the final session for today with just me talking, and then I'll remind you about next week. And um, this is, um, all right, I have favourite wines, but... How do you get to know? I mean, you may not want to take the risk of buying 10, 20 wines over a period of two or three months and then think, well, I might only find one or two I like. Well, one of the ways to do is to go on a wine tasting course. And what I went on about two or three years ago now um, is by a a tremendous firm. Uh, They have, uh, this is again in the UK, they have... uh, places in two or three of the major cities in the UK but the one I'm going to point you to is the one that comes to Manchester uh, operates in Manchester but the the general site where you will find if there's one in your area uh, and I'll mention one or two of the cities in a moment is Wine Unearthed and it's www.wineunearthed all one word dot co dot uk and then I'm for it's forward slash Manchester sat. That's Manchester sat Manchester sat. And um, letting you look at the page and I've uh, let me should make sure I put that link firmly into the text chat. I was going to actually show you some uh, pages or links um, on the. Um, on my photo bucket site but with me just in the room I, I I will skip that procedure and go on to telling you about they operate in Birmingham, Bristol, Cambridge, Leeds, Liverpool, London, Newcastle, Oxford, there's a Scotland wine uh, and there's one in Aberdeen and Edinburgh and Glasgow. So and that as well, of course, as this Manchester one. And what it is, it is it's a sort of workshop. It's a, a Saturday event usually. Uh, they usually separate them into two. Certainly in uh, Manchester, they do one on, that focuses on um, new work. In fact, they do three. There's one that focuses on new world wine, one that focuses on old world wine, old countries. And there's another one that's a general world of wine that sort of uh, does a mixture of the two. Uh, Just to give you an idea, it costs for one person for one day, 68 pounds. So that's just about $100, I would say. And um, I really did enjoy it. What you do is you, in the morning, uh, particularly on the one I did, you. Taste with an instructor. The instructor in my case was Adrian, who was excellent. Uh, You did seven uh, wines, white wines in the morning, and then you had about an hour, an hour and a half lunch break where you could either, uh, this by the way in the Manchester was at the Midland Hotel. So you can actually go and eat there, I suppose. Rather expensive. (laughs) Some people on my table, as I say, I think I mentioned this last week, went off and had a champagne lunch (laughs) between the morning and afternoon sessions. But um, the uh, afternoon then goes on and you cover seven red wines. And you sit around a table of about eight people so that the bottle uh, is split between. In actual fact, I think, the bottle split between two tables. I think they got 16 pourings out of one bottle, which gives you a sort of a 20 a milliliter uh, taste or 25 milliliter taster. Certainly adequate to get the feel and taste of a wine. And excellent, they are too. So you're gonna be tasting 14 wines uh, for the price of uh, 68 pounds. And that may just help you get an idea of, you know, where your palate is. Whether you do like these sort of uh, fresh mineral uh, whites uh, uh, or ones with the sort of kiwi fruit or, or lime or pineapple or whatever. Or whether you like the uh, the, the reds with their sort of oakiness or um, whatever, chocolate or um, uh, a little bit of uh, other flavours coming in uh, the sort of... Uh, spiciness and so on. Uh, so that's my little recommendation for today. Well, I think with that uh, you've been very good, I hope if you've made it to the end, to listen to me, a solitary voice, talking for all this time. So I'm going to wrap up at this point. And just to remind you that um, the show is now available on iTunes and next week, Tuesday the 13th of September 5pm Eastern Daylight Time, 10pm British Summer Time, we will be talking about Screw That Wine, talking about enclosures, uh, the differences between cork, cell, cell, stelvin, the artificial cork, uh, screw caps and any the other exotic stoppers that we come up against. So with that, this is Dave C. thanking you for listening. Remember on Twitter it's Big and Fruity, all one word. on WordPress it's uh, bigandfruity.wordpress.com. And with that, I'll leave you till next time and here's our little jazz outro.